0: Shaya, Hale Ninja, Ani
1: to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast hosted by Josh Wander Welcome back to the Bring Them Home podcast this is Josh Wander from Yerushalayim, Kodesh again we are privileged to hear from Rav Nachman Kahana of Yerushalayim about this parsha Parshat Vayechi. welcome Rav Nachman
0: Shalom, shalom
1: So what do you have to say about this week's parsha This
0: week's parsha that can be is uh, just something breathtaking. Every pasuk is meaningful. Not for those times only, but for our times too. I may to speak about the about the, the thing, the, the incident. Yaakov Avino on his deathbed, he calls all of his sons to come because he wants to tell them what's going to be with the Jewish people at the end of time. And Rashi alludes to the Gemarim Safim Page 56A, which elaborates what happened at that meeting that particular time. Nekavadino wanted to give over what's going to be in the future. And the mother says over there, Nekavadino, right on his deathbed, everyone is surrounded, came the 12 children, and starts to say what's going to be in the future, which is now times actually. And all of a sudden, the mind became blank. At the precise moment when the heart and the mind at the peak attentiveness of Hashem with the Jewish fina from Yaakov and the revelations became obscured. Gamora says over there that Yaakov feared that Hashem's withdrawal might be due to one or more of his sons being heretics because Joseph's grandfather Abraham had a son Ishmael, his own father had a son so maybe Yaakov's sons, one or more, are also heretics. Therefore, they did not merit to so hear what's going to be in the future. And Yaakov, you voiced this fear in front of the children, the sons, and said, why why did Hashem take away the Neboah from me? And all of a sudden, without prior, uh, prior uh, kind of concurrence, all the sons said in one voice, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokein, Hashem Echad. Israel, our father, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Mark goes on to say, and Jacob replied, Blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom forever. Okay, that's the end of the glory. Okay, very nice. Yaakov wanted to give over the, the future. His mind became blank. He suspected his children. The children say, one puzzle, Shema Yisrael. Yaakov, all of a sudden, uh, everything's forgotten. What do you mean? Yaakov knew his children 50, 60 years. He can still suspect them and if he suspects them, then all of a sudden they say, one verse, Shema Yisrael, and everything's going to say Maybe maybe they're lying to the father. Just need to fool them for 50, 60 years. They're fooling him now. What happened over there? I want to explain that Yaakov Avinu suspected his children. No? And all of a sudden they said, "Shema Yisrael," this verse. And that was the "Wait, that's the law that I was supposed to give to you, but Hashem took it from me and gave it to you." In other words. You are all of you are righteous people. Because if not, Hashem would not have given you that Neboah. Now, what is the Neboah? The Bible doesn't exactly explain what the Neboah is. Here's what I would like to explain. What is Shema Yisrael, the Neboah, the prophecy of the future? I said like this Shema Yisrael has three phrases Shema Yisrael, this in Israel, Hashem, a king, a god. God, which is Hashem is the quality of, of compassion, as a king, as a king as a of the is the compassion, is the quality of severe justice. Hashem In the first phrase, it says Shema Yisrael, there's no mention of Hashem. And this refers to the period of after 2,000 years that Jews come back to Eretz Israel, our time, in 1948. People stream Eretz Israel not any religious significance profound. He's running away from Hitler before and he's running from Stalin and he's running away from the police. All kind of people came here. Few came for religious reasons, but the majority did not come. That's why the name of Hashem is not in the first phrase. Shema Yisrael, whoever is Yisrael, let him come. And that happened. And now we have six and a half million people here. The second phrase, Hashem Allah The God of compassion and a God of severe justice. There's going to be in the second phase of the of coming back home a big, miraculous disagreement between religious Zionist Rabbanim and the Haredi Rabbanim. Religious Zionist at this kharidim at this phase, the second stage of redemption, will be characterized by a bitter conflict of Torah leaders. And the rabbis of the religious, Zionist approach, say the Medina is a sham declaration that the Shoah was the last major test of the two thousand years of anger and galut, in the beginning of a new period of our renaissance, leading to the fulfillment of all of our prophets' visions. Millions of Jews have returned, a seventh of Yerushalayim and the Temple Mount, an extraordinary military victory an undeniable sign that the gulah is at hand. On the other hand, other Torah scholars, the Haredim, claim that the period of Elohim, Hashem Elohim, Hashem, Elohimu, our judgment is still in effect. The is merely a stage in the natural development of political societies. And this is what's going on today. We have the Dati Lumi, religious Zionists, that say the Mashiach, they can hear the footsteps of the Mashiach, and the Charedim, and the Charedim, and the Charedim, and the Yom Asmur. And that's what it is. That's a stage where, we're at, where we are at now. And the third stage of Hashem Achaz, Hashem again, Hashem is the quality of mercy. And the last stage, it's going to be obviously to everyone, that Hashem's quality of compassion is reigning now. And all rabbinic leaders will unite in the reality that the Medina is Hashem's avenue for the advent of the Mashiach and our final redemption. Yaakov, when you heard this, that Hashem says Shema Yisrael and the three phrase, phrases, and that's the Nebuchadnezzar, the, the, that's, the, that's the revelation, Yaakovina, and the fourth one, which means blessed be the name of the glorious kingdom of Hashem for the entire world, not a word, that's not the meaning of time, but for the entire world, meaning in addition to the Jewish people, we just like a little kudah little in the world. There are another 8, 9 billion people. What about them? And Yaakov adds that when time comes, the whole world will share in the knowledge of the Koli world. And that's what it is. We are today in the second stage of the Gula. And those people whose eyes are open that can see the great miracles, there's nothing here in Medina United States which is natural, which is just predictable. Everything is in the hand of Hashem. Nobody could have predicted that we today are the fulcrum of the whole world. The whole world surrounds the world through Shalein, even Great China. China and America are vying for the friendship of Israel. There's something to speak about. The Arab countries today, they know they cannot beat Israel if they're not becoming our friends. This is something which is, it was impossible to, to to even expect such a thing even a year ago. Okay, it's not the same. We should all be Zohar, or we should have the merit to oh, Hashem, open up our eyes. Come home, be part of the ongoing miracle. How can you stay away when such exciting times, such a fantastic times in Jewish people? Next 10 years are going to be even greater. We're going to become the greatest country in the world. How is that going to happen? From the richest country, the most intelligent country. Remember, I once read an article by a big Japanese industrialist. Japanese once had the friendship of Israel. He said, we in Japan can manufacture anything. Well, problem is we don't know what to manufacture. The Jews can tell us what to manufacture. The Jewish brain. Remember, I was once invited at the university to speak in front of a delegation of academics from China. For 40, 50 people, they don't know English at all. They had a translator. And I started to speak about Judaism. And I said, China is the biggest country in the world. A billion and a half people. We have six million. What are you going here? What are you searching for here in Israel? And then I took my hand and I went to my head and I said, it's the brains that we have that you are." That's what you know. You recognize that people in Israel are smart, and our intelligence is not just normal, it's a God given intelligence. They all get up and clap. These Chinese don't believe in God at all. They get up and clap. The problem is, halavai that Jews should believe like many of the Goyim believe. Okay. I wish you all a Shabbat Shalom. Take deceit to heart. Shema Yisrael, the verse has been the most said hundreds and millions of times since Mount Manana. time has come to take it seriously. Okay, I
1: have a quick question for you, Rav Nachman. Uh, yes. My friend Hananya Weissman, he wrote in yeah. his blog on uh, Arut Sheva today a very interesting post that deals with uh, something that you mentioned, which is the tefillah uh, for for Chayelet Sahal. And he says that the has actually a contains a serious flaw, a dangerous flaw. He says that the main sentiment expressed that we pray for the well-being of our soldiers and victory over our enemies are most appropriate. However, there's a critical line that must be amended. Rav Goeren wrote, V'chola asher yifnu and all that they turn, they should be successful. And he says that that line gives a blank check to Israeli soldiers. And tragically, that has been proven to be a mistake. Our soldiers and our security forces are sometimes used against their own people. They have destroyed Jewish communities, persecuted some of our finest brothers and sisters for, for political reasons, and demonstrated coldness and cruelty towards those. That are commanded to protect and love. While I take great pride in the soldiers, and I believe that the IDF is the holy institution, we cannot pray for them to have success in all that they set out to do. We cannot give them a blank check. And he and he and he basically finishes off, saying that he adds to that when he when he says the tefillah, he adds that uh, that when that um. When he's, when they're saying, and all that they turn, they should be successful, he quietly says, "Adds on a line, only against our enemies, because unfortunately it's been used as a tool also against uh, ourselves. What are your thoughts about that?
0: Very simple. No government is good. All governments make mistakes. We're not perfect. We don't have religious government. We have people who are solely, they love Eritrea, but not everybody is a Torah. We make mistakes. Delta was a mistake. D.E. signing was a mistake. people was, was a mistake. They make mistakes. People are people. And you have their, the government wants power. The government doesn't want people to do things that outside the legalism of the government. Then they take down things or they don't go against people that don't accept the, uh, the power the authority uh, of the government. But I'm not the lawyer of Israel. I'm going in the big story. That's a little story. The big story is the Jews came home. Don't you realize what's happening? We're sovereign of Yerushalayim in more than 2,000 years. Okay, so government is in a stupid, stupid uh, era. That doesn't matter. That goes look right the big picture.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for your wisdom. We always appreciate you coming on, on the show, and uh, we hope that you'll be able to join us in the future. Uh, be Thank well. You. Shabbat Shalom. and uh, Shabbat Shalom. Be well. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast. If you identify with our message, please subscribe and tell your friends about us, too. You can leave us a review on iTunes, as that really helps us grow. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. For sponsorship opportunities and for all other inquiries, please email us at bringthemhomeisrael at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.israeltorah.org for more content on this vital topic.